And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. We really tried today, you despite know. the very odd head. Really, it's only a matter of time before she ran across herself. Uh, are you having a problem here, bud? I'll be break aside. He pretty much smacked his dick right in Disney's face. Batman's round robins. Joker injured his dick. There is goddamn Randy's again. Welcome, Purjangers and Wallhangers fans, or as we call you, Walljangers. This is the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network production of the Triforce. We really tried today. We did. We tried. We came up too short. Yeah, we tried to force the news on you. They both so, caught Ebola, and they should be yeah. back next week. Yeah, uh, time or is, uh, unfortunately, it, time is not very uh, friendly sometimes. Um, but... Old man really going through some migraines, so we want to definitely help him out and give him a little week off, especially after the live podcast and just how busy everything was. Um, I really think it's needed. Yep. So we have, obviously you can find us at pjnwh.com. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man, and to my left is Big I Brother. Look very excited. Steve Bucarell. We just did a podcast yesterday, you might have seen, which was podcast number 102 Lug Nuts, 90s Tattoo, Cheese Master. <laughs> That's me. I'm the Cheese Master. Um, but this is podcast 103. Now we Hey, is that a Final Fantasy VII remake demo? Yeah, man, we have done a lot of stuff for you this week. Were so we rather hilarious during this? We were. This is I love when we're a new edition. Hilarious. I teased it on Facebook a couple days ago, but I finished it per Hangar Theater, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Um, really proud of that one. It is very funny, and I clipped the most hilarious uh, conversation that we had, and I put that as a little teaser on Facebook. So we also see spoiler alert, episode one hundred and one, Doctor Who, season twelve. We did that after the season finale, before the game yes. of DVD exchange, and we announced it after. Hence the time loop that you'll hear about in that. And then, of course, the epic. Podcast 100, Triforce Podcast, live at the Game of DVD Exchange, titled Not a Taser, Wanda Doesn't Know. Ah, she doesn't. Wanda doesn't know. So, Wanda not knowing, she can go on to PJNWH, find all of the great podcasts that we produce and put out on the Love Balloon, as well as all of our members. We still got to get Matt Kennedy. And contact us. You can put your name, your email, your message, and find us on all the social medias. And, of course, we also want to point a little tip of the hat over to my pal Joe Palladino running Rip Studios. He has clients like Cultist Black, Tales from the Morgue, as well as Purjangers and Wallhangers. And uh, he's done great web uh, design for us personally. He put me in contact with the amazing James Anthony Legion of Cultist Black, the singer. And he is working on a theme music just for lug nuts. Absolutely wonderful. We gave him a little fence post, say like this and like this, somewhere in between. Have at it. And you're going to hear it as soon as, well, not as soon as we do, but soonly after we do. And to top on over to, hop on over to Rip Studios, uh, rip-studios.com and contact Joe. Maybe you need some kind of website or you need his web expertise or editing. I uh, use him as much as I possibly can. So... Tonight on the Nerdy News, uh, not so kids anymore in the hall. 
Watiti's Chocolate Factory, there's a lot of widows, and uh, Uncharted gains a director, and then, of course, the Turnip Seed Farm is remade. So we'll start off at the first story here. Doctor Who, the season 12, left fans shocked and awed at the amazement that it was and what turned out. Spoiler free, because you can check it out on Spoiler Alert on pjnwh.com or any podcast uh, platform. If you'd like to be spoiled. Ever. And, uh, you know, with the the big report here is that Bradley Walsh and uh, Tosin Cole... It, they're not coming back after the holiday special. Mm. And they played Graham and Ryan, um, grandfather, well, step-grandfather and uh, grandson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was they were nice characters. I really appreciated. But, you know, if they gotta move, they got to go on, they got to go it's on. It's time for them to move on with their real lives. It's time to move on. Yeah, looking to lighten the TARDIS a little bit here. But one, uh, Mandeep Gill, or Yaz, she will be returning, as well as Jodie Whittaker in the Doctor question mark who knows what number she is uh, now and then also showrunner Chris Chibnall we should stick with the current 13 doctor counts and then go negative one Negative yeah. two, negative like BCE and AC. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, there that's, you go. That's yeah. that's zero. Yeah, and then you go forward and back. Why not use time? There you go. As the as the marker. There we go. Okay. And really, it's only a matter of time before she yeah. ran across herself. Yeah, and I mean, technically, she's like fourteen or something like that. But you know, I like I like what they did with this series with this season, especially with. Her big reveal. Oh, um, yeah. It was really great. All through and through. The Master. I love the Master that they picked this time. That guy oh, was yeah. excellent. And uh, here we see the release date here. They're beginning filming. Fall 2020. Now, the Chibnall era has been noted for high production quality, which it really has. Uh-huh. It looked Good fantastic. Stuff. And especially with the end of this season... I really got a, I got a taste of like mm. a bigger overarching story here with the timeless yep, child. That's what we want. And uh, he replaced the years of bubble wrap monsters, replaced it with top quality CGI. So takes him about ten months. So that's why we could expect the thirteenth uh, season to air fall twenty twenty one, probably around October December, just like they did with the eleventh season. Alright, well, you know, at least you're uh, making me wait for a good reason. We're going to put some polish on that. And then there's one in between that, which is going to pick up where Series 12 left off, and that's going to be the holiday special, Revolution oh, of the Daleks. Which holiday were they going to do this year? They uh, they Arbor did Day? not announce. No? No, they didn't say whether it was going to be Arbor Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, Boxing Day. It's going to be a day, though. It's going to be a day. It's going to be special. Jeremy Clarkson's birthday? It may be Jezra's birthday. We'll have to wait. And, uh, you know, as far as the season 13 goes, you don't want to give too much away, spoiler-wise, but The Timeless Child, I have to imagine that they're going to be doing more with that. Um, We'll have to see how how that goes. Now, the ratings for... The twelfth season went down from eleventh. Eleventh was at eight million, and the twelfth uh, season is now five point five million. So they lost a good bit right there in viewage just mm. from season to season. But I think you can also pick that up with streaming and just showing the episodes after the fact. Yeah. So there's and it's not like Doctor Who's going anywhere. No, it's their flagship. It's the only thing. The only thing that makes money. Yeah, they it, they it, literally have nothing else since it. they fired. Yeah. Someone, do you remember who that person was? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But 
I do remember this next story. Kids in the Hall is being revived. Uh, are you having a problem here, bud? Not getting comfy? There you go. Okay. As long as you're good. So, Kids in the Hall. Puppy break aside. <laughs> Kids in the Hall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow, at Amazon. Yeah, man. Amazon Prime picking up Kids in the Hall revival here. His think, head. Uh, what's his face? Is going to get any yeah. money out of this? I really Holy think shit. there is something that happened with his head. There is probably a tumor. That has got to be. They, they, they had to have. Holy shit. They did something. Really looking like Megamind there. Whew, but Photoshop Dave, much? Yeah, Dave, uh, Dave Foley. Yeah, really. Dave Foley. I don't, you know, (laughs) it's nice to see him working again. It's really showing his age. So Amazon greenlit eight episodes of the Canadian sketch comedy Kids in the Hall. The comedy series is pretty much Canada's flagship because it's the, so far, it's going to be the first Amazon, uh, first Canadian Amazon original series. Huh. So that's, you know, that's big. It's one for Canada, especially with a lot of content coming out all over the place. There you go. You know, Good especially job, with, Canada. with Parasite. We always like them. Parasite winning the Academy Awards and all that, all the praise that they've gotten. And that was a foreign film. That's about as fr- uh, f- America-friendly foreign that you could hope for. When I come home in, I don't know, middle school, I guess it was on, uh, uh, Comedy Central. Yeah. I remember the one bit. I'm sorry, Dave, you're a girl drink drunk. <laughs> Big, proofy drinks. And it was fantastic. It was a great show. I remember the please, one. Please don't run and stimpy that shit. I remember the one where Dave Foley was like a dad and he found his son's weed and his son's just like, oh, are you going to throw it away? He's <laughs> like, no, Timmy, your mom and I are going to smoke that shit. <laughs> I fucking love that show. It's really great, and I'm glad that Amazon is, you Despite know... Despite the very odd head. Yeah! What's with the other head? His is just... that. His was put in a vice, and I guess he got the access. And they look kind of looking like... It know, looks I, like they were photoshopped in. Look, we'll just do stand-ins. Really, it really does. You look, and look we'll just this. get a, a stock we'll scroll, shot. Scroll in on their head right here, but yeah, no, look at that, man. That is a very... That's been... Look, look we'll just get someone to draw him. I mean, no look, one else could... Okay. Look, three out of five normal heads is good enough for kids. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So, you can check out Kids in the Hall soon on Let's Amazon. Let's take my photo, nope. but you have to Photoshop out all the age. So, there's no release date that I oh, saw. Okay. And then we go to this next story. Do I look young? You look, you'll, people will see you. I find this story very nice as soon as I get past this stupid ad. And this story is very nice. Kevin Smith. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, man. What are so, they doing? Jay and Silent, Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot shattered box office records without anybody noticing. Didn't he do this uh, on his own? Well, he got it uh, like he got funding for the movie and he put it out. But instead of a mass wide release, he decided to selectively go to areas and roll out the film, have it there for a couple days, do shows. He charges forty seven dollars because hey, you get to have a Q and A with the director of the fucking movie. Yeah, that's, and it's a really good thing, and he looks really the really domestic good. debut. He does. He looks great after his... He, he went vegan, though, so he yeah. just looks hungry. Yeah, yeah. He really, lo- He looks very hungry. But, uh, the but domestic- he looks alive. Yeah, the so. domestic debut, October 18th, 
and it, through the 20th, has uh, now their actual take may seem like a drop in the bucket with $93,520, but it landed 20, uh, 28th place amongst all movies that weekend. Still kind of seems underwhelming, but which, in fact, is set record for 2019. Uh, that's because all $93,500 came from one theater over three days. Now... That one theater? Yeah. He pretty much smacked his dick right in Disney's face. What have Jay and Silent Bob been doing? So, Jay and Silent Bob, um, the reboot shattered box office records. It looked like a drop in the bucket with $93,520. It's opening domestic weekend of October 18th through the 20th. It actually landed it in the history books. So, it, with this one, Essentially, for one theater, because he did this guerrilla style of release with this one. He didn't just do a widespread like you would see Avengers or something like that do. And he still really made history, because he's the only person in film history to have uh, four times had a 60000 per theater average for his releases. Out of four of these events, he made mm. over sixty. And he, even the other uh, the other uh, kind of stats they have in here, he was still making like 50, ran in the Ooh. 50s for all of these viewings. That's why, cumulatively, he made about $4.6 million so far from October to now huh. with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Well, go... Yeah, yeah, man. It's really good some job. really good stuff for Jay and Silent Bob, and always like to put that out. It's just one of those things where you know he always says himself that oh, he's just some kind of hacky filmmaker. He did something that actually put him in the history books. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's a better filmmaker than he gives himself credit for. Yeah, he does. He's a little bit hard on himself. This guy is not hard on himself. He has been taking over Hollywood by storm. Uh, Takia Watiti making a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series for Netflix. Not only is, is she he a real person, is that a real name? Charlie. Tia Watiti? Yeah, he was uh, the big stone guy in um, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the guy I'm gonna be able to, Yeah, oh that guy. Boba it Fleck. looks like stone everywhere. Boba Fleck in episode nine, Star Wars, the little guy, C three PO's oldest friend. He's that guy. He does a lot of that stuff. He was also in a bunch of stuff. Never heard of him. And he's a very famous film. Never heard of you. I've never heard of most people. You've so. seen his work. A lot of it. Apparently I have. But Takita Watiti is not only doing this one, where it's going to be inspired by the whimsical, colorful characters of the 1964 children's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, while there's another one that'll be a wholly original take on the Oompa Loompas, while promising new, the new show will retain the quintessential spirit of, and tone of the original story, building on the world and the characters far beyond the pages of Dahlia's book. Um, Dahlia made... Uh, James and the Giant Peach. He wrote that book. He wrote Matilda, oh, yeah, The Big Friendly Giant. I think I was forced to read that as well. And uh, it's going to be animated. Both these shows are going to be Ooh, animated okay. series on That's his much better work. than reading. 
Yeah. Oh, a whole bunch. A whole bunch better. But I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. Old man getting his weird, you know, evil laugh going on there. But, especially if they keep going with this. Animated series are really popping on Netflix because they're doing them right. You know, you haven't seen Castlevania yet, but it's one of the flagships. It's actually one of the top-rated shows at Netflix right now. Netflix mm. added a little feature to where they'll have a top ten on what their top ten rated shows are. It took them long enough to get there, but one of them right now is Altered Carbon on top of uh, the Castlevania series. So mm-hmm. they're giving that rating out, and i got to imagine that this series is going to jump right to the top as soon as it comes out, but there's no release date on this one. But we'll have to see if there's going to be other works involved with that. So we see here, not Lug Nuts. We already did that show. And that folder should be empty. And now we're going into the realm of Batman. We find out what comic the Battenson Batmobile is actually in, uh, inspired, being inspired by. by, which is Batman New Avengers number 406. Um, this is where we're thinking that Matt Reeves got his idea for the Batmobile. As you can see, it just kind of looks like, you know, Lamborghini. A car. Yeah. Okay. Attainable. Something that, okay, it's a $600,000 car with some modifications. Uh, a rich guy could do that. Yeah. And there are a lot believable. of people. You know? All right. And this issue is very important for another reason because so it's could the, he not afford a trunk? It was the first appearance of Jason Todd. Oh, okay. Robin number two. Robin so, number two. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, well... How many Robins have there been? There's been a bunch. Um, so he goes to Robins rather quickly. Yes. Round, round Robin, you could call it. Okay. Batman's Round Robins. Okay. So how many are there? There are like 12, 15? Well, no, there's Dick... The, of the main ones, there's Dick Grayson, there's Jason Todd, there's... Um, fuck, there's another one. Three? So Damian Wayne. Um, Damian Wayans. Wayne. Wow. Damian Wayne. Oh, I thought one of the Wayans brothers. I'm like, wow. I'm going to start. The Wayans brothers start are not reading Batman. more. Yeah, no, the Wayans brothers are not okay. Batman. Oh, but this comic. That name I know. This comic was important because you met Jason Todd, where he was, you know, stealing Batman's wheels, and Dick was injured by Joker. Grayson, that is. Dick Joker Grayson. injured his dick. Okay. Yeah, Dick was inju- inju- Dick Grayson was injured by Joker. Batman decides once again he's going to solo his war on crime, and of course Todd becomes Robin too and is killed by Joker, only to be re- uh, resurrected in the Lazarus Pit of the League of Assassins, and he becomes a uh, gun-toting, violently uh, anti-hero Red Hood or Arkham Knight for those of you who play the games. Because they pretty much just changed it, but I like the I'm I'm coming around on it because you know it's especially if we get like a, a tuned up version of it, like a second Batmobile by the end. Yeah, you know, Batman like fuck this. Maybe even going into Jason Todd to where you just see a broke a broken down Batmobile and a kid walking away, and that'll be yeah. you know fade to black. And then that would allude to, okay, he's getting this. So where I think there's a lot of really creative things they could go with this Matt Reeves story, especially if they're pulling deep cuts from mm-hmm. the comics. So we go on our travels through the news, and we do have this one trailer right here. We have here. a microscopic story about a Black Widow. Yeah, the final Black Widow trailer was released online after this ad. But Kate Shortland is... Uh, 
the uh, is the filmmaker, and she is explaining that this is going to be very raw and powerful, very much tied into emotions of Black Widow, and it's all about you know this girl in uh, Scarlet in her element, and they're going to watch the storyline, and it's all about a young woman and her struggles fixing herself. Although this Ooh. woman was a Russian uh, spy. Covert Russian spy. Facing herself as a covert Russian spy. Yeah. So, ScarJo, we're getting more of the little stuff that we like. You know? You see your sister. No, I wasn't going to mute it all the way. Just a little, little sound. But you're essentially seeing all the stuff that you're going to want to really see in this film. Taskmaster. And why he is being such a pain in her ass. Because Ooh. here we see Taskmaster studying the, uh, the Avengers for their fighting styles with a whole bunch of widows. Scarlet and her sister were not the only one. And they were essentially, they were conscious, but they had no choice. They had no, able, they had no ability to control themselves. They just took orders, like Jason Bourne. Ooh. So it's like a fleet of Bournes. And, you know, it's a family story. There's dad and mom and your sister. And the funniest part about this is, you know, when you get to the end of it. But here you see Red Guardian fighting against Taskmaster. You get more of these widows out there. Where you see pretty much she's trying to save them. But right now she's just trying to run away. Copying Hawkeye, Captain America, Black Panther. What years did they say? What year it's supposed to be? It's before and uh, uh, Infinity War. Okay. Before so it's after that. the Soviet Accords and all that, and she's tying up loose ends because you know it doesn't end well for her in Endgame. But whoa, she dies. Well, I didn't say that. Spoiler alert! I just said Does it doesn't she? end well for her. Oh, so she could be okay. She could be okay. Okay. In some kind of. Alternate reality. Sure, why not? You're diving into the multiverse. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And then you see they're touching family moment. Mom saying you're slouching. And they're really driving home the whole Romanoff family. May 1st, man. I'm actually excited okay. for that one, so I can't wait to see where that's going to go. And, uh,. This movie has been long rumored, and yet I have another one. Andrew Garfield, the amazing Spider-Man, reportedly in talks to return to the Spider-Man universe in the live-action Spider-Verse sequel. Well, not sequel, but the live Spider-Verse movie. So, the movie is set to be involving one um, Tom Holland and Miles Morales. Now, with Garfield in talks, possible we could be seeing, we could be getting closer and closer to this fan art here with all three cool. Spider-Men that we know. No word on whether they approached McGuire or even if talks are going to be successful with Garfield. But even with just Miles Morales and Spider-Man and why, Tom why, Holland. Why would you say no? You know? Why would you ever say no? We would like you to be Spider-Man. We would like you to be Spider-Man. And we want yeah. you to be Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean... E- Fair enough. Let's do it. Even if you get like... You know, somebody uh, like a, a. Think of how much differences they could do in the suits. Mm-hmm. Man, that could be awesome. 
You could do a cartoon one, like Robert, Roger Rabbit style, and have it be like one of the voice actors who played so Spider-Man. Spider to tie pig. it in again. So there's a chance for Spider-Pig. There may be a chance for Spider-Pig. Well, come I on. I like the hope. We love Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig's great. I mean, who doesn't love Spider-Pig, you know? But I'd really like to see Garfield. Um, I didn't see his second movie, but the first one wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he was in that kind of, uh, I don't know, and I think, you know, it, it fell by the wayside because Stuff they were happened. just like, ah, eh, it's another failed attempt. Well, come back and get it eventually. And they did. Yeah. They docked it when they, when they partnered up at Disney. So I think getting all this together in a big-ass universe together is only going to make yeah. them all wealthy. You got Spider-Man in the background there. Yeah, man. So, uh, Andrew Garfield, maybe. This show isn't a maybe. Last of Us series in the works at HBO. Oh, hey. So Old the last box of office is in the works. Yeah, man. Last of Us getting a, a TV adaptation here. The Hollywood Reporter shared the first bit of news and said that the series will have Craig, uh, Craig Manzing, the, uh, the writer from Chernobyl, as writer and executive producer with... Neil Druckmann, writer and co-creator of The Last of Us. He's also on Last of Us Part 2. And he will serve as writer and executive producer alongside of Manzin. Um, They are saying it will follow the events of the game. And you will be getting, you know, uh, this film adaptation world. And I know you're not good uh, with faces. I have another story on that. Just of actors. Yeah. Generally, if you're not intellectual, anything. Both Manson and uh, uh, Dirkman said they are really excited for the series and excited to yeah, see. Yeah, those where are two names go not going to get mixed up. Um, well, one is the creator of you know the game. Never now played. here is where I'm going to get you back. This show had Ooh. fans' heads buzzing for casting because you know fans love to have <laughs> casting out there. <laughs> And this one has names and pictures. Oh, I like pictures and names. I, I can identify people with pictures and names. I think I got them with this one. Sean Ennis says, Coronavirus, fuck you. America. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. We needed that. Yeah, we're going to give that one a little like. And here's the first one. There, This is their pick uh, for... Um, oh, know, yeah. He'd be good. You got Nikolaj Kosterwaldo, who was Jamie Laster. Oh, yeah, that's where I know him. And then you have Caitlyn Denver, which I believe she's from 13 Reasons Why. And uh, He'd be really good, Jamie Lannister. I mean, yeah, but I, I like Ooh. other choices better. One, eh, okay, I can see that. I can see the Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I just... Mm, they're going with the beard thing, and they got a type here. Oh, so, he is, he is, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. He'll and then uh, Sophie Illis, Lillis, uh, It Chapter 2, Sophie okay. Lillis. So they're saying, okay, I mean, yeah, once again, has the face type, looks just like her. You could go that way. And then uh, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. Never seen it. I like that choice. It's, she's a really good in Stranger Things. And then Gerard Butler. I'm okay. kind of liking Gerard Butler as Joel. He'd be good. And he's crazy, too. So he'd be uh, he'd serve well in the post-apocalyptic world. So, you know, I mean, okay. a couple choices here. I definitely stand behind uh, Gerard Butler. Someone who's living really... in a post-apocalyptic world might have a few screws loose, possibly. Yeah. I'm not really sold on Hugh Jackman. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman, but 
Eh, not really. Hmm. I mean, I'd probably go with uh, Sophia Lillis for Ellie or even Sadie Sink. Both of those look like great choices, great face types to where you could really have a lot. Did no one ask Mel Gibson? I don't think he really fits the profile for Joel. Or the woman. Yeah. He could be one of the the enemies coming after you, but probably not. Um, So, we were just talking about uh, Last of Us, or no, I'm sorry, Uncharted, with Antonio Banderas uh, joining the cast. Variety reports that uh, he's also going to be joining uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, but they also found a new director, which is Ruben Fleischer, director of 2009 Zombieland and Venom. It's not clear uh, what role he's going to play at this time. However, this is where I got cut off last time. Spider-Man 3 is about to start filming in two to three weeks, which is why they lost that uh, the last director, which was Travis Knight from Bumblebee. Mm. He couldn't he couldn't do it because of just cat you know uh, just scheduling issues because of this. He wanted to shoot it right around this time, two to three weeks from now. And Tom Holland not on, uh, is unavailable. So, we'll have to see how it goes here uh, with Ruben Fleischer. Obviously, I love Zombieland. I haven't seen Venom. Um, but I heard it was good. I heard it was good. And, you know, they're obviously I heard it was good a minute ago. Yeah. So, so we've heard good things within the last minute. We have. Just like this one, we have uh, Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge. Um, so... Showing off pretty much a lot of uh, the animated Mortal Kombat, which is the first trailer you are seeing here. Uh, the movie is called Scorpion's Revenge, and it's the R-rated feature of lengthy animated film, which is going to Blu-ray and digital on April 28th. So it's wow, really directly to Blu-ray. Yeah, it's mm. looking pretty much just like um, the uh, you know the regular Mortal Kombat storyline. Reptile, Sonya Blade, you have all the characters, Jax, all the characters that you want in here, Quan Chi, uh, and of course, Sub-Zero, Scorpion. So, really impressed with the, uh, with this anim- uh, animated movies always catch my eye, but this trailer itself really just impressed me with you know, Raiden, cool. Liu Kang, really just kind of going all out. And this is stuff that, if you were to try to do this with the Mortal Kombat reboot, it would be way too much money. That'd be so much CGI. Oh, yeah. And Joel McHale is Johnny Cage. Hey, there you go. So, you know, that's good stuff there. Uh, Especially, I'm a big fan of uh, anything Mortal Kombat. And uh, really looking forward to this in in spring, April 28th. You can check it out on Blu-ray and digital. Really impressed with that. The other one, I, uh, the other thing you can find out there. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because we just saw a little bit of it like that. Um, there is goddamn Wendy's again, but there's a red band trailer. Yeah, I'm going to just skip over that. You can go on IGN obviously and find the red band trailer for that. But there's a, pretty much showing the R. They show out a lot more of the R-rated footage of that. Yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be getting a great one here, okay. like this game, Ghost. Of Tsushima. Release date revealed along with a new trailer here. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is obviously another one of the. Police Station. Yeah, it's another one of the. Uh, I'd say like uh, Tenchu like 
samurai games to where oh, okay. this is really this trailer is really setting up the uh, storyline to where you see how his father has been guiding him in the ways of killing a man with honor and it doesn't really go that well come 15 years later when they go to this battle and they're like oh my god like there are a lot of these motherfuckers out here how are we gonna survive dad what are we gonna do and he's like don't worry when y'all gonna die the, the Mongols are invading. Well, so that's when this ass. is... That's the time frame when this Y'all is. Y'all are fucked. Yeah, yeah. So here we see his valiant effort, but ultimately... Well, he would have reached uh, the sword if he just leaned a little farther. You know, they never tried. Just pivoting a little? Yeah, pivot a little. You can really get a different way. Yeah. And this guy is uh, pretty much just telling him, like, oh, yeah, all you got to do is get your people over to my way. And he's like, nah, not going to do it, chief. Not going to do it. Here you see a little bit of that oh, Tenchu-like cool. kind of gameplay, Ooh, little Assassin, Assassin's like Creed that. kind of feel to it. You know, great scenes. You know, the, this it just looks amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I guess I could have also done it this way as well. <coughs> but we do uh, we do see his mask that he has on here, which is why they call him Ghost, because he's seen as like a spirit or an apparition. And it's uh, the countryside. Even if you don't, there's like a couple loads, like maybe one load screen in between that, vast countryside. I got to imagine yeah, this is going to be... Probably gonna be yeah, it looks like a big open world. It looks like a huge game. It looks like gigantic, high yeah. detail. Oh, yeah. And you see all the white cherry blossoms. Uh, it looks like the a stealth yeah. kill. Oh, yeah. Epic, spectacular. Uh... Sucker Punch really has a, a, a winner on their on their hands Ooh, here. Ooh, can't wait to play Especially it. since, you know, Sekiro really dominated in uh, the Game Awards uh, June 26th. Wow. This year. Mm. It's here, man. Sucker Punch, great job, man. That looks like such a good game. I can't wait that for it. That looks fantastic. People were thinking it was going to be released on the PS5 uh, it, it solely, but you're getting it in the summer, and it's also going to be available on the PS5 as well. And that is It'll be backwards compatible. Yeah, man. Good, good, good. That's what we like to hear. Yes. We like to hear that stuff. Here's something that you might be happy to hear about. Valorant. This is Riot Games' uh, competitive tactical shooter we were talking about last time, and the last last time. Um, Valorant will not have loot boxes, but it will have paid cosmetics. So they're going to go kind of really cosmetic-y on this one. It's not going to be uh, like Battlefront 2. But there is going to be microtransactions for cosmetic skins to where... I would really hope they steer away from the like the card aspect that Battlefront 2 did to where it completely changes the specs just from one little, you know, cosmetic upgrade. Just keep it cosmetic only. Um, weapon skins and sprays. That stuff to where if you're a fan of the game, yes, I want to buy this, boom. I want to uh, earn this by playing, yes, it's going to be available like that as well. Or it can be gained through the game's Battle Pass, which I'm sure is a subscription. So, they're really shooting for Overwatch meets uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive on this one. So, it's a big a big order, but I think that if they do it right and they play it right, they can get it. This way they can make money with we'll their see. cosmetic skins and they can still keep the whole, all the fans happy. So, we'll have to see if it actually 
has any it's kind a, of... a very, very popular uh, genre. Yeah, we'll have to see if it has any kind of worthiness being compared to CSGO or uh, Overwatch, but this game does have the right to be, well, amazing. PAX East has a gameplay trailer here for uh, Destroy All Humans. The turnip... Turnip Seed... There we go. Turnip Seed Farm... Uh, we see just like the original. He's coming. Yeah, I was on thinking there. that. That's exactly like the original. Like verbatim, to where when he comes down, he steps in a big old pile of shit. I don't know how just stepping in it got him that messy though. He's really small. So here we see them trying to find uh, the local intelligence, and he somehow thinks it's a cow. This guy, he doesn't think so. So, we see a little bit of in-game footage here. Some oh, nice that's awesome. updated controls. Some really... Uh, and then we see the cows. Cortex scanner. Obviously, they're a little mind-reading. And uh, he wants to know what they're thinking. Who who would have thought a cow's thinking moo? Yeah. Yeah, they really went all out on that one. He's contemplating moo. So, How many times have you contemplated moo? You know, it keeps me up at night. Yeah, moo to moo or not to moo. Yeah, and it's still really the question. It's still very much what you remember, but it's just better. They focused on the graphics and the gameplay. I remember playing the shit out of this game. Absolutely, it was a. I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, it was a great game. This game, this gameplay footage comes from Gamatsu. He was showing off. And a little bit later on, he's not the best. But he did get this footage, so he's still awesome. Um, Black Forest Games. They are the people, the developer of this. And All right, why would you talk to the cow? Why wouldn't you find who built the fence? Like, you could travel... All right, I'm overanalyzing. <laughs> you are overanalyzing this. So we see the psychokinesis. Obviously, this guy had a problem finding out that... Water hurts you, and it does kill you. Water? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they'd go to a planet filled with water. I, I don't know. It's pretty much he's just picking There's up. There's a lot of area that doesn't have water. And then we see old Farmer. He still looks great. Get the shotgun, Martha! I like how they're not green. Yeah. She makes a comment about that. Little green man! He goes, I'm not green. <laughs> and essentially, he's uh, you could take their DNA. Hmm. Killed old Farmer John there. and uh, brain. Yep. Okay. And that was for all the upgrades and stuff you can get. And this is essentially, this gameplay is just the first little area. Shows off a lot of the walking and a lot of the mechanics here. Later on, he's going and just, he's zapping all of the all the humans that he could find, and then throwing them wherever the fuck he wants, really. Extract uh, that brain. Yeah, he doesn't do it with all of them. That's what oh, I noticed. He doesn't do it with all. He he started to later on, but right around that he wasn't extracting. He was actually okay. tossing tossing them pretty far too. Um, and then the police show up, ma'am. What did you see, little green men? And then you end up fighting not only the police and everybody in the village. You end up fighting... Oh, yeah, he goes back and extracts everybody's brain. You're in your ship. You're causing a wreck, just destroying shit, and eventually the military shows up as well, just like oh, everything awesome. you remember. Just like you would have imagined. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can destroy all the humans. Look at that. 
That's you really great. They named the title, the title of the game. Destroy all humans. You know, I do remember destroying all the humans in the last game. Yeah, so it's very accurate to the name. But ship gameplay, what regular core game gameplay. Look, look at that. Mm-hmm. That all the detail on the rivers. Awesome. Oh yeah. This wow. is what I just like Final Fantasy VII. That's what I want to do. That's what I want you to do. That's exactly what I want in a remake. Yeah. You know, Take this. Yeah. Just make it better. Yep. Go ahead. Add do, stuff. Make just it bigger. Do, do the stuff. Just do it right. Just do the stuff right. Like this. And I'll show off a little bit of the him just mopping the floor with these guys. Yeah. Taking taking out the military. Take out the tank first. Yeah, the one that could shoot you. Yeah, I like Although that. it also, on top right. of that one, he, he has kind of the, obliterated yeah, it the weapon thing. that you can just shoot down like that. So that's really a really good focus on uh, what you can accomplish with uh, a little bit of uh, reading the tutorial. So you got to kill the military forces with your laser. And a lot of that, taking out the tanks. And then... The men show up, Roswell, not just uh, an incident, uh, the only incident, and they pretty much they saw it coming. So, okay. great game that you already remembered and loved, and it's coming back. Oh, just good. like this rumor, Elder Scrolls Six. I heard this, 2025 is what yeah. I heard. You know yeah. what? The last game is still playable. So, you know what? I mean, if you look at this photo, it... It kind of just looks like art. Now, this comes out of Redditor Todd, uh, Todd is my mom. He suggests that Elder Scrolls Six setting okay. and uh, release year uh, is to be taken with a grain of salt, but he claims that it will be set in Hammerfell, High Rock, and Yakuta. Okay. And confirms the subtitle of Redfall, and the main quest will revolve around the Dorini Tower. You're the one with the books. I, I would have to look it up. Yeah. And I, uh, he goes on Like, to, oh, yeah, that yeah. obscure oh, piece yeah. of knowledge that... Oh, that one. Yeah. But they are suggesting this scene that you, you see You know, in here. Skyrim, they don't cover that. Yeah, this they don't that, cover that. They cover goats and Yeah, and mammoths. this this overview they see that you see here, he is it suggesting that this is Hammerfell. And... Uh, there's a lot, and he's also saying that the crafting system will be like Fallout 4, and he denies rumors. I'm hoping it's the whole left half of the map. Yeah, he's denying rumors of procedural generation, and I would that it's uh, going to drop sometime 2025, like you said. I'd like to see Elsewhere as a DLC. Mm-hmm. That's where the Khajiit come from. That'd be cool. It's like a desert sand, and you can make it out really good. I want to say they did that for the online. It is online. Yeah. But uh, and Morrowind and all that is online too. I don't so check play check it on out if you're a fan. So uh, keep your eye out there for Skyrim. Take it with a grain of salt because it's. And they were even saying in this okay. article that it's a little bit hard to believe that a person that went with the game this early on in the development cycle that a person would actually have this much information about where they're going with the game. Which, I don't know, that kind of seems like a brief overview of like highlight points of what, bullet yeah. points of what you want to do. And why, why would you even care about getting people excited yeah. this far out? So, yeah. So, this one is really great story. Um, Final Fantasy VII. We actually did the Ooh. Perhanger Theater on the gameplay demo, which only shows off a, a select little bit of the game. But the side quest in the game will be uh, about as large as the main story. 
So, according to the co-director, Tetsuya uh, Nomura, he mentioned how the team prioritized quality over quantity, with some of the side content being cut out. And he mentioned that the side uh, side quest is large as the main story. It's unclear if he meant all of the quests individually are that big, or just all side quests accumulate up to the amount of the main story. Okay. I'm imagining it's probably the latter. Yeah. It's probably just all of them adding up there. But that's still a lot of side quests. It's a lot of quests. You know, it's it's good value for it. You're not just getting this main story that you I, know. I like a nice, thick, big story that I can just dig my claws into mm-hmm. and file away hour by hour. Now, he also uh, goes on to say that uh, the main story has been expanded as well to really expand each of the Avalanche members, give them more detailed and new events as well. So they expanded on the story. They expanded on the side quest. There's a lot that they're doing here. He even hinted at v- that vehicles will help players move around at points in the game. It's unclear if he meant fast travel or like the cars in Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. Which was a nice feature. That was really nice. It was really cool. It was yeah, that was a cool. And you could run out of gas, and you had to push it, and all that. It was oh, really yeah, cool. That yeah, was... it was really cool. It's where yeah, you, if you want to put it in there, if it's done, if they did it right, yeah, it's saying that they're focusing on quality. So I trust whatever you did, but I could see that more as like fast travel. Uh-huh. Is uh-huh. where I kind of think that one's going. But really, still excited about this game. I can't, uh, you know, can't talk about it more. Actually, I can. So, um, this one is a little bit of a feel-good story. Kind of. Uh, the Lad Bible, very popular on Facebook and Twitter and social media. They had a, a poll, which was the best PlayStation 2 game. And Ooh, it's celebrating okay. the 20th birthday of the PlayStation 2. And ultimately... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas has been voted the best PlayStation 2 game over Homer Hit and Run yeah. of all time. Okay. They went through the GTA series, Need for Speed, FIFA, SS Tricky, Raymond, Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, Simpsons Hit and Run. And yeah. they did that, it as that was a, a really across good game. They did it across two semifinals. And it led out to Hit and Run versus San Andreas, and San Andreas won out. Crushed. Yeah, that was a huge 40, game back then. 41%. I remember getting the... I, that's a game I 100%ed. Yeah. And all I got... Or, or was, was it a the, shooting uh, t-shirt. the Vice City? Was Vice City. 100%, and all I got was the t-shirt. Yeah, that was San the Vice Andre- City. The, the, I came close. 90-some percent. And GTA San Andreas won out the vote with 59%, man. I thought that was a really good one, especially since they were pretty much pitting it up against, you know, what was there. Not just, you know, all the Grand Theft Autos were Yeah, that's the type of story that we wanted with the last one. Yeah, like Vice City and Grand Theft San Andreas were stretched. Yeah. And then Bully. I I liked Bully. I thought that was... Yeah, you know what? I played Bully through most of the way... It's a it, it's a really fun. That was a game. different game for its time. That for it for its day, it was a hugely controversial game, and now it's yeah. like mild. Yeah, and like, it's just cherished. Yeah, cherished and beloved. Oh yeah. So uh, on that note, we're gonna end off with a versus, and it's just the two of us, so this should be real easy. I saw this mat uh, this video here: Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter in a death battle. Uh, Luke will be winning. 
And that's what I said as well. The yeah. video is actually uh, pretty entertaining to where Harry Potter pretty much does a good job at keeping his distance away from Skywalker. But ultimately... Yeah, but he's got the lightsaber... The Jedi's the better the wizard. Po- obviously. What's what's better? A light sword that can cut through steel and other unknown or alloys? Or a wooden stick. Or a wooden Pew. stick. Patronus! Yeah, and they're talking about a four-foot blade, approximately. Cuts through most objects. Based on Obi-Wan Kenobi's saber. You know, no heat emissions. Wait, really great. So you get to the battle with Quentin and the books on the magicians yeah because then we could have the battle quentin or luke for mm. those of you who have been following through in the books not the tv show it's a little yeah. bit different a little bit different course. a little bit different the books are actually really totally good. worth a good read or listen to on audio i mean as far, as far as my favorite wizards i probably would put um quentin or Just wait, wait when you hear him in that th- that th- yeah. that battle yeah oh it's amazing okay in the second book there is one is one of three based but, off of the yeah yeah, yeah. Really set the whole season. And here you see, Luke's going to use his his Jedi mind trick on him. He's going to use force push. He has a, a fucking lightsaber. It's good at deflecting shit. You know what I mean? And boom. There you go. Now what are you going to do, wizard? Keep does a good job at you know, pretty much keeping him at bay, but it's Luke's Luke fucking Skywalker, man. The chosen one. Yeah, at this point, they're just making it. It's, uh, it's very nice. Yeah. But, uh, He's giving it a valiant attempt, though. He's really trying. And then, yeah, boom, done. That's how he died. That's exactly how he would die. Okay, done, boom. You can't you can't fool Luke Skywalker, man. This kid, I mean, see? And boom. Okay. I don't believe that would destroy a lightsaber. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But then again, I've never read the books. That's true. Never read the books, never saw the series. Uh, Oh, I saw maybe one. Saw the first one we were roped into. Yeah, we were forced to see that. All right. Yeah, it's and now Harry Potter's going all Super Saiyan here, and nope, Luke, Luke just ripped open his head. Yep, it's okay. And then, yep, just like dear old dad. That's exactly how that battle would go. Luke Skywalker obviously would win against Harry Potter. Who uh, did this video? We'll give them a. That was death battle. Death battle. Yep. Oh, okay. Really great. They got they, they have great videos here, and uh, I definitely like it, man. I dig it. So we uh, end off that podcast with a nice little thought experiment. It's a little bit shorter when there's just two of us, especially when it's a you know an overwhelmingly powerful match like that. Yeah. But, yeah. And thank you for stopping by. Yeah, check like, out. subscribe below, comment below, Tell a friend. We thank everybody for watching all 57 of the podcasts that we did today. And um, <laughs> let me go something back here. will be up at some point. There we go. Point. Now you can see me. Um, so we thank everybody for th- watching all fifty-seven of them. And we'll I'll put an edited version up on the YouTube, and I'll link it in the, on the Facebook as well as putting everything out on the audio podcast. And of course, go to pjnwh.com to see all of our podcasts, like '90s Tattoo Cheese Master, the Final Fantasy VII remake demo played on the Per Hangers Theater as well as all our live events that go on, like the 100th Podcast and Spoiler Alert, that Big Brother and I do. Go over and contact us. We end off the podcast by thanking people. There was nobody on the SoundCloud, but we did have a couple people on the uh, YouTube. There we go. We got a couple comments on the YouTube that I thought were really nice. Um, Where was the other one? 
Yeah, Mr. Trax. Uh, I don't know what happened to the other one. So, I wanted to thank out Joe Gilmore, Demetrius Mascheras, and Barbara Williams for liking podcast number 102, Lug Nuts, 90s Tattoo, Cheese Master, who's also on Trap Star, thanked, said, awesome content, keep it up. Thanked him for that, just mysteriously disappeared. And then uh, podcast number 97, thank you to Master Tracks, commented on uh, the YouTube, nice video, lovely content. And uh, we always thank Kevin. Yes, always, especially Kevin. As well as Mark and Evelyn from the 100th podcast at the Game of DVD Exchange. They are bringing you Delco Mania April 18th, and the Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers team and Love Balloon will be there. We'll be going live. It's 10 to 10. There's a wrestling event that starts live at 7. And it's about 10 or $20. 10 for the con, 20 if you want to go all day, and uh, 10 for the wrestling event if you just want to go to the wrestling event. So you'll check out uh, Old Man and uh, Teddy Schools, Mellow Yellow, as well as Big Brother and myself will be there. And uh, we'd love to see everybody else out at the live events. We thank, obviously, Bob and you for tuning in, loyal listeners, every single time this thing failed. And if, as always... This is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man, Stephen Bucarell, big brother to my left, and Link Diablo, sleeping, guarding time over in the left. So, as always, boys and girls, we'll see you next time. Game on! Bye-bye. Damien Wayne. Um, Damien Wayans? Wayne. Wow! Damien Wayne. So it's like a fleet of borns. Oh, I like pictures and names. Well, he would reach uh, the sword if he just leaned a little farther. He steps in a big old pile of shit. I don't know how just stepping in it got him that messy, though. So, how many times have you contemplated move? You know, it keeps me up at night. You know, I do remember destroying all the humans in the last game. Patronus! We're going to do it live. We are going to do it live. And local. Well, to some of you. You don't have a title. You can't go live without a title. How could you go live without a title? All right, I put a fucking title. We're Triforce. Hi. We're doing this for the third time. (laughs) You're welcome, old man, for having the day off. Say this coronavirus. They got some neat pictures of it. It's the only time uh, somebody has described the coronavirus as neat looking. I mean, look at it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did a. Uh, that is, yeah, that is. It is. It is kind of neat it looking. Is that's a, That's that's yeah. kind of like that. That what's that one? The one virus they always show you with the little diamond head thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when they had Ebola <coughs> going through uh, Africa. You can live mm-hmm. from that as well, but they didn't. the They followed two people as they had it: a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. The husband lost hope and died, and the wife was able to survive because she never lost hope. That just goes to show you: don't lose, lose hope. <laughs> yeah, don't lose hope at all. Hang in there. Which averaged uh, How many it averaged more from one theater than any other movie did up until that point in 2019. Kevin Smith beat out Avengers, Lion King. He pretty much smacked his dick right in Disney's face with that big power move with Jay and Silent Bob, man. Snooch to the motherfucking nooch right there, man. That's good shit. And, uh, I mean, that's really a relative term, isn't it? Sure. Local Earth Podcast.
<laughs> Broadcasting Earth. now to Earth. Huh. Earth podcast. Yes, Earthcast. <laughs> it's just that music from the Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> Earth music. Okay. This is live now. I'm not going to put my hand up. This is live. This is recorded live now. This is definitely going to be very heavy. This is going to be a blooper reel here. Yeah, this is going to be very heavy in the... Uh, in the end credit scenes this week, I gotta imagine. I. Oh, we gotta end it. Uh, Again! Uh, finally! Fuck! Oh. We gotta end it again! Bye! <laughs>